Hello, and welcome to Cocktails and Comics. Hey, my name is John Hyatt. I am here with the crew, minus one. We're really excited to just kind of get together and kind of chit-chat tonight. I am here with our, our illustrious original duo, Tim Elliott and Brian. Say hello, Tim. Hello. Hey, and say hello, Brian. Hello. hello. Don't mind me. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Hello, Brian. <laughs> no, I'm, and, I'm, and finally, I'm, but yeah. what's that? Nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and finally, but not least, uh, Kirk Greenfield. Hey, Kirk. Hi there. I doing? have my Hi. drink. Hey, excellent. Hey, what's everyone having tonight in our cocktails and comics? Uh, it's cran apple and cran apple uh, juice by Ocean Spray in my jelly jar. Mmm. Very mm. good. Mmm. Tim, what are you I'm drinking? I'm enjoying uh, a Diet Coke and vanilla Crown Royal. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that Crown Royal made uh, different flavors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they make a caramel one, too. They make mm -hmm. an apple, and I think they make a caramel. Or a, no, a, not a caramel, maple. Interesting. He's okay. halfway into his glass already. <laughs> and now no, I'm, already. No, I'm that... sorry. Brian? Brian? Brian, what are you mixing with Mountain Dew tonight? I'm not mixing anything like that. What I've done is um, I've mixed Topo Chico um, mineral water with uh, lemon juice. Uh, no alcohol for me tonight. I, uh, I'm i not feeling my best. Was out at the Scarborough Fair Renaissance Festival today, and it, uh, it just kind of hit me. And so I'm, I'm not, not feeling my best. I've already gotten my second COVID shot like almost two weeks ago. Uh, but just, uh, you know. Feeling a little feverish and, and, and just not, don't want to, you know, attempt anything. Now, I did have some really good honey mead today. Mm. And, um, it, it was, I mean, it was so good, I was being followed around by bees. And they did kept your, climbing into my mug. Did you have a uh, <laughs> turkey leg and some funnel cakes? My wife got the turkey leg. Um, I got uh, beef ribs. And they were delicious. How are the fairs are known for turkey legs and funnel cakes? I mean, you can't be so far apart in decades and centuries. Mm -hmm. You you can't. Uh, that's a joke. I have a vanilla. You can't go. To, I, I guarantee you go to any kind of carnival yeah. festival, exactly. anything. There's going to be a funnel. We cake. have a state uh, fair here in San Diego, and one of the cool things about it is is they kind of the, some of these vendor these food vendors come in and they bring all kinds of crazy stuff like deep fried Oreos, deep fried pickles deep fried butter potatoes yeah. you know that are just like massive amounts of potatoes and funnel cakes and snickers bars and whatever you can deep fry they freaking deep fry a friend of mine and i we went there and uh, we were only going to have the deep fried food so that's all we ate all day we were very sick afterwards yeah. <laughs> but it was great stuff this texas texas state fair is kind of known for Mm -hmm. uh, deep fried insert food here because that's just the thing and they, they will post it Yeah, uh, when it's, cause it's in September right Brian? All of September uh, and they've had you know that's where I had my I had deep fried Twinkie there I've had deep fried yeah they, they're, um, they're doing cheesecake. it now at like Six Flags Park deep fried where they're having they're having the deep fried Oreos and, and all sorts of oh, really? deep fried things but today at Scarborough Fair they had deep fried beer now I didn't try that, but I'm really curious. <laughs> how are they doing the uh, with the social you know, distancing? The, that's that's the thing. Number one, the place was were... so packed. 
It was just Texas so packed thing. with people. And I'd say two, only about two-thirds of them wore masks. A third of them chose not to, even though they had signs everywhere saying, wear masks. And, I mean, you know, it just lets you know oh, who yeah, you need well. to stay away from. And then they had guards running around the place. And, they, you know, like they look like John Cleese from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You know, please to be putting your masks on, sir. All right, Governor, <laughs> if you put your mask on. Masks, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring out your masks. Bring out your masks. <laughs> It, like the plague just ripped through the crowd like the mask of the red death i'm not i'm that's not right. masked yet that's right yeah, going to these things scares me and the, the, the thing well, is like you can't drag my wife to the store for anything you know i mean she hates shopping except when she starts shopping <laughs> and as soon as she gets into a place like this and they have all the shops <laughs> with the jewelry and the swords and the the other things, she likes her weapons. And and you know, all the other stuff. She's just she just goes to town and I'm just like, You really you 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 really wanna get that? It, that it, you know, that's a miniature Iron Maiden, you know. Do you need that? <laughs> but no, she's she bought a, a bunch of uh, rings and bracelets and anklets and uh she got this weird curly cue thing that you put your hair in and it's like the re a reverse paper towel holder I, I don't know how else to describe it yeah i've seen Thank those you. at the brand fairs before did you and her do the uh the, the holding hands wax no uh thing where you hold hands no, and no, no, hand no. In wax. that sounds painful oh, well okay. it is only like for the first wax. layer yeah ouch but uh, no, we, we did kind of a light day, really. We were we were there, I guess, from noon till about five. Um, so you know, and, and we got to see some sword fighting, which was really cool. And they had a mermaid, ex, ex, you know, exposition, and it was really really weird because just before it started, you saw these people running around holding towels up as other people were moving. So apparently they were helping the, the mermaids get to the tanks without anybody seeing them outside of the tank. Yeah. Interesting. Um, we found a, we found a store we went today, Fanula found it actually called Nightmare Toys, which is kind of off the strip. And it's sort of a, uh, a year round Halloween horror store. They've got masks. They've got Halloween stuff. They've got movies. They've got a huge selection of t-shirts. I found a really cool, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon t-shirt that has, it's like a Japanese writing on it. It's almost like a, a kind of like a movie poster. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Hey, so um, yeah. my drink tonight is Fireball. A little cinnamon whiskey here. Mm. I do like that. Oh. And uh, so what are we going to talk about, guys, tonight? Um, so we have the new Winter Soldier and Falcon. That's an amazing show for me I, I mean i'm enjoying it i don't know if you guys are checking it out and what else do we have on the agenda for the night that sounds more mortal Kombat was was released um and it's released in the theaters as well as on hbo max but another thing and and i didn't bring this up to you guys before but i thought i'd go ahead and bring it up now because the movie that's actually tearing it up at the theaters is an a japanese anime demon slayer and it is outperforming Mortal Kombat on the, in the screens right now. Interesting. I don't know. Is it a current film? Is it a what? Current. It's not a re-release. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. A new it's, film? It's, a, it's a current. It's a current. I mean, it just made about four hundred million in Japan alone, 
and it's just been released in in the U.S. on Thursday night. Is that dollars or yen? Uh, no, that's dollars. Okay. And uh, Beth and Christopher went and saw it, and they really, really loved it. It's probably, so uh, it's probably yeah, ultraviolet, I, I bet. Yeah, and I've watched some of the Demon Slayer anime, the regular anime, not the the movies that they had had before, and I thought it was interesting. Now, I'm not into the whole demon thing, so I've been watching other things like My Hero Academia, One Punch Man. Uh, and such, and I, you know, of course, I'd seen a lot of the older stuff. I was more old school. I'm always looking for the next like Robotech or Star Blazers kind of thing, you know. But my, you know, my, they, we were watching another one called Goblin Slayer, and the first episode on that was so. Are you adult. watching? Uh, it's on. It's uh, it's anime, but it's on Netflix. It's called Sinking in Japan or Japan Sinking or. Yeah. It's a. It's a it's a series. It's kind of based on. There's a movie from in the seventy three seventy four in Japan called The Sink in Japan, which is about the sinking in Japan. Uh, and this it's this what this series is. I think it's like ten or twelve episodes. And I started watching it. It's pretty good, but I haven't finished it. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Now uh, the other one that um, that we've been watching is Jujutsu Kaisen, mm-hmm. and um, then we were watching Attack on Titan. And of course, they had their last episode about a month ago. I started that and, and never, never finished it, it. You know, the thing is, is Attack on Titan. While it, it's award-winning, it's one of the most popular anime in the world right now. But it's like for every episode where there's action, there's three act, episodes where it's talk, 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 talk. <laughs> and I just, you know, and the thing is, is like we're watching them as soon as they get released, so they're basically in Japanese with English subtitles. And when you make me watch that, I fall asleep every single time. And somebody says, Dad, wake up! Dad, wake up! Well, I was watching uh, the new Star Blazers. You mentioned that. It's on Funimation. It's the new, you know, they've done two new. It's twenty twenty one ninety nine, and the next series is 2202. Uh, it's basically the, the repeat of the first season and the second. So right now I'm going to get the comic. Bowler Wars. I doubt it because that wasn't very. I don't know. I, I don't know. See, if there's I never another got to see the Bowler Wars, so I'm just like really curious. I, I, I'm assuming it's not that great because nobody really ever talks about it. It never. Re- I don't think they ever released it in Texas. Uh, I saw you know like you. I saw the first two seasons. And I've got the Bowler Wars on disc. I've never popped them in and watched them. But hmm. um, there's also a new Pacific Rim show on Netflix. Animated. It's animated. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched the first episode of that and I'm like, yeah, it was okay, but. It didn't, it didn't grab my attention enough for me to continue. Now, I watched an old um, kaiju movie last week because I found it for free on the internet, and that is King Kong Escapes. Ooh, that is an uh, excellent film. Yes, I, I I really enjoy that. I think Robo Kong is probably one of the coolest kaijus ever. I would love to see Robo Kong take on uh Ro- <laughs> robo godzilla or uh, mecha godzilla mecha mecha godzilla yeah. uh well mecha kong predates mecha godzilla yeah. by probably about 10 years almost uh, uh, eight years i would say three or four wasn't it in 69 where uh where no Mechagodzilla's... i think uh king kong escapes is 66 or 67 mm. and king kong uh the first mecha godzilla is 73 or four yeah He's in the last two uh, yeah. of the show era. You know, it's like, and I, I do remember about seven, eight years ago, there was a TV series 
on AMC called it was a uh, it was about Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash comic book men. Yeah, and they had a guy come in there in a Robo Kong suit that he'd made, and it was perfect. It had the longer arms and and everything, and it just was perfect. Except of course, instead of being dark like, or you know, metal looking, it looked more like a surgical gown stretched over, hmm. like latex stretched over, and they said it smelled like latex, which is like I, uh, it's a horrible smell. Which is funny because I've got right. my Necronomicon sitting out here, and it's from the first DVD of Evil Dead, and mm -hmm. it's a latex cover reproduction of the Necronomicon, but it smells like latex. And anytime you touch it or handle it, your your hands wind up smelling like latex. <laughs> Can't stand that. Well, since you brought up uh, Kaiju, has anybody? I know you have Brian. Has anybody else seen Godzilla vs Kong, no. the new one? Have you, John? Not yet. And okay, I gotta say, we'll, that, I won't talk about it. You, no, you can. That's fine. Um, I, I, I am a huge fan of the original Godzilla movies, mostly because, uh, as being probably the second oldest in the group here, <laughs> that's what I grew up with on Saturday morning, mm -hmm. Saturday afternoons. I love Godzilla movies, so I'm, I'm, I've seen the preview. I'm kind of like, eh, but. I'm hoping it's good. What do you think? Is it good? Have Have you seen the other uh, Godzilla, the other three films, Kong Island or Skull Island, and uh, I, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and Godzilla? Who just I started saw, a movie? I saw Skull Island, and I saw the what the remake in the 2000s with Raymond Burr or whatever, but not not the other two. Oh, so you didn't see the first, like, 2014? The one with Aaron Taylor Johnson, you King, know, Quicksilver uh, and Scarlet nope. Witch. Not, instead of playing brother and sister, they're husband and wife. I don't think I so. saw that one. <laughs> okay. I saw Skull Island. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was Godzilla King of the Monsters, which yeah, is was, the, the last one before what just came out. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. They're on. If you have HBO, they're all on HBO, so you can watch them. Um, I was lucky enough to, when we were in Japan, Skull Island... Uh, was being released there. So it's like, funny that you'd see an American-made kaiju film in Japan. Because they, they actually... Uh -huh. No, there's Shin Godzilla. It's all they, it's all they had. making a yeah. sequel to Shin but Godzilla? I can't imagine they wouldn't. It, that one was pretty... And that one not only was, was I think, a moneymaker, it was uh, award-wise or, or critically acclaimed. So I think uh, it's just a matter of time before they uh, they put it over those out. Because it was certainly left open for a, for a sequel, but... Yes. So you you've seen King Kong versus Godzilla or Kong versus Godzilla, right? Yeah. Yes. Or, yes. Or, I haven't uh, seen the new one though. Brian, you've seen the new one, right? Okay. Whereas, <laughs> you know, as, as I've heard it called, uh, Monkey Punch Lizard. Um, <laughs> I I, and I, 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 did, well, I won't really I don't want to because if you're gonna watch it, John, I don't want to really spoil things. I was kind of disappointed in it because I was expecting something, and I didn't get it, and. Uh, if you really want to hear, think about what I, I wrote a kind of a lengthy email to Luke, Jack, and Eddie mm. to for his show, kind of airing my grievances. <laughs> you can listen whenever he pu you know puts that out. But um, I don't want to start talking about stuff I didn't like or liked because I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always curious yeah. for other people to see it just because I saw a one major plot hole in the whole thing, and I definitely want to talk about well a major a major plot hole. I mean, just again, one? I saw. A major plot hole in um, oh. Avengers Endgame, 
and no one else has pointed it out yet. So I'm kind of like, huh. But we'll talk about that in just a few. But uh, what were you saying, Kirk? Uh, the uh, Skull Island movie, which yeah. everybody seems to enjoy. At one point, one of the characters, Jack Black, is on the island, and what? they say something to him. Oh. The actor, Jack Black. He's and, not uh, in it. No, no, no. On Skull it, Island? Yeah, no, that's not him. That's, um, golly, what's his name? He's in, he's in all the, he's in the Dewey Cox film, Walk Hard. Um, oh, it's uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, John C. Riley. That's who okay. you're thinking of. Well, the, the point is, tell him something. And he's been trapped on the island since, what, 1940, 1941, something like that. And he responds, no way. And it's like, <laughs> took me right out of the film. Boom. It was like, wow. Yeah, I don't have that expression back then. I was like out of it. Anyway, hmm. that's neither here nor there. Actually, while Tim's away I from the uh, microphone, I actually have something else to share about Japan that I stumbled on just in the last day or so. Um, see if you guys are familiar with this. In, envision in your mind one of the original Coca-Cola bottles, small, sculptured. It's about, I don't know, six to eight inches tall as opposed to ten inches. Mm-hmm. From Japan. Sculpted. Not with Coca-Cola, but with another soda, some other drink in it. And it has thumb holes on the neck and a glass marble in the top. Do you know what I'm describing? Yeah, um, my son buys this whenever we go to Five Below stores. They've got bottles that they, they sell there now. I want to call they? it Raymond, but I'm not sure that that's right. Anyways, my daughter has been uh, picking it up. She says that the glass ball the glass marble that's in the top is embedded in the cap. And when you pry off the cap or you open it, however you do take it off, you then have to force the glass marble down into the next chamber, which is the top, the neck of the bottle. And so every time you tip the thing up to sip from the bottle, um, it carbonates. There's something around the glass marble that carbonates the beverage just as you sip it. Oh. Follow this? uh, Kimura Ramun. I've never heard of this. I've never seen it. She had an empty on the table, and I picked it up to go recycle it, and the thing rattled. And I looked at it, it's like, son of a gun, there is a glass marble (laughs) in the top of this bottle. So I, you know, we had a big fight over who has to clean up around the house and and, uh, who should take their empties out. But, uh, Tim, have you ever heard of this? A small Japanese uh, bottle of pop that has a glass marble trapped in the neck of the bottle so you can't swallow it, yet it has some carbonation on it that it carbonates the drink as you sip it? I have not heard that, but I know the if you buy Guinness in a can, there is a a ball or something in that. And I don't know what that's... Roach bait. It's, it's, it's a Roach Motel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's called a widget or something like that, and that's what makes it makes it appear to be right, like a draft it's beer. To enhance the flavor, do something to it, but it's um, kind of like you know Keystone yeah. has that special line can. Yeah. So yeah. it says here they put the marble in the Ramoon or Ramuni soda. There you go. To, which also gives the soft drink a longer shelf life. Hmm. So I I don't. All right, well, leave, leave it, yeah. leave it to the Japanese to come up with something like and that. It's funny because, like you know, earlier when I was mixing up my uh, my Topo Chico and lemon juice, the bottles of Topo Chico, you know, as as mineral water, they they're perfectly clear. You don't see any carbonation in them like you would Seven Up Sprite or 
other sodas or other carbonated beverages. The moment that you open it up, though, the moment that you break that seal, boom, all the carbonated bubbles just pop up like like they were not there before. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to see hmm. that. Isn't uh, Topo Chiki what you were giving to your son? You're trying to poison him with hot sauce. <laughs> oh no, we have to talk about this. Okay, okay. So let me let me give everybody some background. Um, last week, uh, I got uh, I, I I collect hot sauces for chicken wings. I love hot wings, and I've been watching those videos of Sean Evans doing his show called Hot Ones, that's on YouTube. Yeah, where that's... he brings all these different stars and, and actors and rappers and others on there, and they go through ten wings with ascending heat, yes. you know, from basically about thirteen thousand Scoville rating up to over two million. And he interviews and, them while they're doing it. Yeah, and he interviews them while he's doing it. And and uh, someone had sent me a video of of Paul Rudd and him on the show, and Paul Rudd was just like amazing. That guy is like hit just he he was actually interviewing the interviewer is how good that's, it was that was, that's it was because paul rudd has made a deal with the devil <laughs> he's not aging and he's smart as exactly a him tom cruise uh rob Lowe, you know they've all they've all got that same contract they all signed the same contract i don't know it. tom's aging you can see it now it must have run out i'm starting to look a little <laughs> yeah, it must have been but, good for until they were 55 or something so well, don't don't they when they have Cruz on? Oh, sorry, 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 Brian, I'm deviating sorry. from your story. You know, when Cruz is, haven't they proven that when he's doing his shows, they will go and uh, digitally like beef him up or make, or smooth him out yeah, or make him look like if he's got his shirt off, they will make him look I more hadn't enhanced. Heard that, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I thought I'd I thought I'd saw that that they were doing <laughs> some little digital. I can't wait for him. that technology to trickle down into the porn industry. <laughs> 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 oh my! Well, eventually, I mean, eventually, Kirk, it would just be—it'll all be just CGI created characters. There will be no actual models and stuff. It'll be all. Come on, we're all going to be in like just, a Ready Player One world where we're going to have VR goggles on us all the time, and everybody we run into is going to be their avatar instead of them. I hope not. We'll, we'll probably have ocular implants, you know, like permanent contact lenses that gives us a heads-up display. I'm thinking, you know, it's like I, like like Jordy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you're walking down the hallway and you see someone coming and it says, that's Tim. He's married to a woman named Fanula. They have a dog name, you know, and it just gives you everything. Yeah. Like, hey, Tim, how's it going? How's the wife and dog? You know, was it your birthday last week? My, my, oh. <laughs> I think I'll be gone by then, but okay. Well, how's your 5G going? We've all had the imprints and the implants from uh, this uh vaccination ruse so uh by now you know I, I was thinking that i'd be able to use my wi-fi and and be able to be on the net but you know it just doesn't boot for me you guys had that problem anyway uh... <laughs> yeah no not working for me kirk <laughs> yeah okay. no 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 but so i anyway back to hot sauce this, yeah back to hot sauce i had done a little thing with my son where I put out a select, uh, I think it was like six different sauces. And one of them was one of the harshest sauces they have called the, the Bomb Beyond Insanity. Now, the Scoville rating on it is about 136,000. But well, it's got We're pure, recording this right. Yeah, pure we pepper are, extract just in Just want to make sure for uh, child protection services. Go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, like, I, I tried it earlier in the day, and I was like, wow, it's hot. And it's unpleasant. It doesn't taste good. 
Um, well, I'll give it to my kid. No, but I, I asked him, do you want to do this? And he goes, sure. I mean, he was like, I'm, I'm all in it. I'm all in it. And I'm like, okay. So I set up the things. I set up six wings. And we get through three of them, and he's good. And then it's like uh, we were talking about the wings themselves. So I had to go and check something. And so I get up, and I leave. And while I'm away, and he says this on camera, he goes, I've been training for this. I've been eating Chester's hot fries all the time, just getting ready for this. And and then it just like mayhem ensues from there. And if you, I mean, you, we'll put the link on it in the in the show notes if you want to check out the video. It's been downloaded a bunch, and it's been pulled off of YouTube. Not 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 shut down from YouTube, but someone pulled it off, and it's showing up on about four hundred other sites right now. Uh, so if CPS does come, they they got the evidence right there. But I mean, he in, in it's the headlining end, it's headlining on crappyparenting.com. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But he's pl- plotting his revenge. He's he's gonna do something to me. I just don't know what he's gonna I do. Is that he... was really funny, and I'm just like, wow, Brian, <laughs> you're pretty brutal to your son. <laughs> I wasn't brutal. I mean, I, I I showed him videos of other people doing it. I showed him what happens. I told him what happened. I tried this stuff earlier in the day, and I let him know this is really, really, really hot, and it's going to burn I for I still a think it's funny, though. It's great. He didn't and I, I put out, actually do that to him. I put out the shattered the trust. various things, and he made the mistake. of. And, I mean, drinking milk is fine to help you try to break down the capsation, but you don't just want to keep drinking it. Because if you drink too much, your stomach is just going to... Well, just watch the video. You know, it's... Oh, God. Well, like are? the Dread Pirate Robert, you had, you had built up a resistance to Icane powder <laughs> over the years. Something along those lines. He thought he had, too. And uh, I tell you, I wouldn't get past Tabasco, so I'm I'm really a wimp with hot stuff, so <laughs> I would not be a good candidate for that show. I always... Well, it's funny how different... I'm just saying, I always thought right? that I was a lightweight in all that. And, you know, just as, as time has gone on and I've been trying different things, I found out, wow, and in, in, I'm also lucky in the fact that um, I I've got things that actually help me defeat the heat... Like the Topo Chico with the lemon juice is really good for that, but also uh, eating clementines. It doesn't work for everybody, though. And so that's why everybody's like drinking milk and like like mainlining uh, sour cream or ranch dressing <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, it's... Well, well there's different... What I think it's odd that there's different types of, mm-hmm. of spiciness. Like I don't like, I don't like jalapenos. I don't like kind of pepper hot stuff. But I love horseradish. Mm-hmm. I love ginger. I love chai. You know that kind of hot, which I think is different. It doesn't. I can take it. But jalapeno and that kind of pepper stuff, I, I don't like at all. Yeah, I, you know it, it's funny because there's different ones that I like, and, and the ones that I don't like are the ones that are curry based. I just I, I'm not a not a curry fan. My mom ruined me on curry when I was a young man. But um, well, doesn't take much yeah, to ruin no, you on curry. Doesn't. But she she did a shrimp curry dish, and I I don't uh, I can't eat uh, shellfish anyway. I'm allergic to iodine, so but the whole house just smelled like curry for three weeks, and just going home that was a beating. <laughs> Never forgave her for that. Uh well okay okay I, I did ultimately I had to. <laughs> so what else is going on in the world? Well, 
Apparently, most of us are watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, except uh, what do you think? What do you think of the show so far? It's over. I mean, the last episode was yesterday. Oh, I haven't seen the last episode yet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, gosh. You, you... And I haven't finished it. I, I was my, I hear my wife downstairs watching it right now because she kind of got caught up in it. Um, I watched about two-thirds of it. I think I My wife said in. Anthony Mackie deserves uh, an Emmy for that last episode. Wow. Yeah. Well, and... what, what do you think of the trajectory of it so far, then, since... Not all of us have seen the full last episode. I mean, you can talk about it if you want. There's no big. Uh, if, I mean, I don't. No, I Tim mean, doesn't yeah. mind, but I mean, what do you think of what's happened so far with the characters and all that? I really, I really liked it. The only thing that that bothered me a little bit was the surprise guest okay. from last week's episode. I mean, I like the fact that they brought that character in, but the actress that's played her. Uh, is that right I know you're talking episode. about? Um, they brought Agatha in. That's incredible. No. Is that Viper? <laughs> no, no, no. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Who who is that character? Uh, um, no, it's uh, Contessa. It's the Contessa that used to hang with Nick Fury. Okay, I don't. I don't I'm not as familiar with those. A lot of these times, if I don't hear the their code name, I, I'm kind of lost. Like I didn't pick up that Batrox was in the big first episode. Right. And right, they, they, and there's more Batrock and um, one other character that we all know, but completely surprised me with what they did with that character. Um, and I, I don't know that I'm happy about it, but it's interesting. And that's, well, I think you know, Anthony Mackie and uh, is it Sebastian Shaw, Sebastian Stan, not Shaw, Sebastian Stan. Uh, they have great chemistry. I think the two actors <laughs> have good chemistry. So that's what kind of carries the show. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's not, I was telling guys text when I was talking earlier that, uh, it's it's nothing groundbreaking. I mean, it's good. It's kind of what I thought Agents of Shield was going to be before it went kind of off the rails. It was going to be more spy stuff. Um, uh, and it's a little, you know, there's there's a little bit of uh, social commentary, and it's it's not it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Uh, but I thought it was it's pretty good. I mean, it feels a little bit like Wanda and and what Wanda did was you know Wanda kind of was more set up it told a story but it was like okay we're doing yeah. these episodes to set up stuff that i think is going to happen later in other films and that's what i think this one is it's 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 a it's a self-contained story but it's also a lot of setup and that kind of other i think i i like it i mean i think it's um uh again it's it's some it's setting up stuff that we're either going to see it feels like they set up stuff we're going to see in the next black panther because, boy, well, we still got Loki coming, and there's another show. Golly, um, let me see here. There's another show coming, but the the Loki show looks like it's going to have some really interesting things. When is the What If that animated series going to hit? I, I don't know. seen that yet. Well, yeah, because they got. I mean, they got but, Chris Evans doing voices for that. It's all animated, but um, they got. Robert Downey Jr. Right. doing Iron Man voice, and that's easy for them to come back and do. Let's... Well, what do you guys? I know we, we talked about it, and it's just 
it's just now our teasers, but the new Modoc. <laughs> it's coming to Hulu. <laughs> that was funny. The, 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 that looked really, really funny. I, I wonder, though, if people are really going to get it because it so, looks so off the wall. It's Robot Chicken. I mean, it's yeah, exactly yeah. a Robot Chicken. Uh, I'm afraid that it won't be able to sustain itself because it looks like it'll be funny for maybe an episode, but can you do maybe six or eight little half-hour... Is the joke going to wear itself thin over several episodes? It's kind of like an adult version of the Superhero Squad now. That, that's what I was thinking of. Um, what if shows just a release date of 2021? It does not have an official okay. date of release uh, from what I could see. You think uh, that one would be affected by COVID? They'd be able to get that one out. But it yeah. seems like they're staging them because I think because at, at the end of – I think the preview for Loki popped up uh, at the end of uh, when this – Falcon and uh, Winter Snowman, or I keep wanting to say Falcon and Snowman, which is yeah uh, a movie. Um, Still, I mean, Winter it Soldier. Hitting, it, Winter yeah. Soldier could be the Snowman. Exactly, yeah. could be. Uh, and it's it's kind of like they're putting them out in stages. You know, one division ended, and then Winter Soldier came, and now mm-hmm. it'll be Loki, and then I guess whatever after that. She Hulk. She Hulk is. I forgot uh, She Hulk was coming out. Yeah. Yeah, and the gal that got that's supposed to play her, and they they haven't said how they're doing that. If if she's going to play the hulked out version, if she's going to play both the Jennifer Walters and the hulked out version, and it's going to be CG. Um, I think I don't know. I think she was going to play the. I think she's going to be uh, She Hulk all the time. I don't know if it's going to be. If, I don't mean I may not get an origin story. It may just start with her as She Hulk. Um. And I think she's still going to be doing uh, her gig as a lawyer. But I've heard different things about how they, the, the showrunner is not really a comic fan and it might be a little uh, kind of off target. But I, you know, until I see it, I can't really make a judgment call. They've, they've made some comments about Burns Run and how much they like that. So I'm wondering if they're going to break the fourth wall uh, or not. You know, it wouldn't, surpri- it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do that. Now, the gal that's playing her is Tatiana Maslany and she's from what's that show Orphan Black yeah she already plays like multiple characters on that as I understand I haven't watched it myself she's very good and that's a great uh, great series if you want to check it out but they've done several mock-ups of her as She-Hulk and I'm really impressed because she's got that kind of Jennifer Walters look about her though she also does look a bit like my daughter um <laughs> so uh yeah. I would think for budgetary reasons they would not CGI her all the time. That could get that can get costly. Uh, I would think they would do her in some kind of a makeup but that they then might possibly enhance. Um I don't know, I haven't um Yeah, I, I, I kinda of forgot all about that that was coming out. Yeah, it's I mean it's 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 hard to say. I'll I'll, I'll say one more thing about Falcon and Winter Soldiers. Last night in the episode they had um a couple interesting scenes with the John Walker character. Uh, and he, of course, is played by Wyatt Russell, the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And you can't mistake that. You look at that. Oh, you, you hear the that. voice, and it's like Jack Burton. I don't hear the voice, but from the nose oh. down, it's Kurt Russell. He's got Kurt Russell's like lower face, and my wife thinks he's got Goldie Hawn's um, eyes. You'd think but, that that combination would look really, really good, but he's just—I mean, he's—he's he's not a bad-looking person. He's just not ultra charismatic, like he's I, I not. Oh, uh, he's not as pretty as Kurt Russell. 
not nearly. Or Goldie. Um, or Goldie, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but which is funny because Kate uh, Hudson. Yeah. Hudson, Hudson. Kate Hudson. Is, she's, uh, you know, she's a cutie, you know. So, yeah, but, I don't but know Oliver, Oliver, her brother, Oliver. Uh, Oliver and Kate are both from a previous husband. Right, and, that's not Kurt Russell, right? Right, that's not Kurt right. Russell. But Oliver Hudson, and he is also a star. He's got a lot of shows and stuff that he's been doing. And he's really good. Um, I think he's actually, uh, no, no, he's not. But I mean, he's not what you would call an Adonis, hmm. just like uh, the guy on the bro- uh, on the uh, not the brother. What's the um, the other show on um, Amazon with the superheroes? Uh, uh, the boys. Yeah. The boys. The boys. Yeah. Uh, um, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. Is the is the star of that series, and again, he doesn't look like he looks more like he's um, General Zod's son. Does he play Homelander? Uh, no, he's the he's the human guy that is uh, that, that teams up with Carl Urban. Yeah. Oh, okay. Teams, okay. Yeah, because he just doesn't seem like he'd be that their child. It's like what the heck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you talk about. John Walker, and I, I will say this, I like the way they wrote the character because I thought mm-hmm. they could easily have made him kind of a a two-dimensional kind of right-wing... Guy uh, Gardner. Yeah, kind of a nut job. Yeah. And no, he's not. He He's doing what he thinks is right, and he's trying to... He They've written him at his, he's conflicted, trying to, to live up to Captain America, with even knowing he doesn't have uh, any superpowers... So that he's got a kind of a big bird on his shoulders, and he's not—he's a little more complex. He's not you know, just um... Tim. That really is the interesting thing about how they're portraying John Walker in here. Is you're right, they are—he—he—he he, he idolizes Cap. He idolizes what that stands for, and he's trying to live up to that. And it's just there's this like disconnect somewhere in his brain, and. He doesn't understand compass. why he doesn't understand why this is happening to him because he was doing what he thought was the right thing, and um, that is really an interesting. And I think the actor is really portraying that well mm-hmm. up to the point where I've seen it, which is not to the last episode, uh, but um, yeah. So um, I've actually I've only seen up to where the Contessa showed up, where he had his trial, and it was just like. Wow, he, uh, you know, he's really doing a good job. But you saw, okay, so you so you know that Kirk. Sorry, we are spoiling the hell out of this for you. I know. Uh, <laughs> you, you know that he takes, you know, he he uh, he does, you know, he finds that one vial of super yes. soldier serum, and he yep. takes he, it because he's yeah, got that he takes it that, that conversation with his partner, uh, Battlestar, Battle, Battlestar, and he says, you know, would you take? And the guy's like, oh yeah, absolutely. And he goes, don't you worry about what it would do to you. He says, no, no, it just. It just makes you more of kind of what you are. Yeah, and <laughs> you can what if see you're that. An he... asshole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and I think that's what happens. He's he struggles with that because he does obviously take it. You find out that he's taken the the serum, so now he's you know strong and like Captain America. What I think with that shows, which is which is wonderful, is that it's not so much the super soldier serum that makes Steve Rogers who he is. It's Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve yeah. Rogers was that guy before he ever took that serum, uh, and the serum just made him capable to fight back. So it just shows that you know the super soldier serum doesn't make you cap. It's it's like who you are. It's his character. But this, um, the thing is, the thing is, in that and and you know, 
all the way from the Red Skull up until today with all these other super soldiers, they didn't get the Vita Rays. They got the well, serum. They well, got like the, the serum. They, they didn't get the Vita Rays. The, no, the one Vita scientist, Rays is what made him bigger. Right. Well, that, that scientist said that. He said, I have uh, streamlined mine. It's subtle. It's no, it doesn't make you yeah. all pumped up. It just makes you... But also, um, did you see how much serum they put in Cap? That was like, what, 15 well, was the 30s, vials. too. That was the 30s, too, yeah, you know? Yeah, you know, 40s. But 40s. yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> put a crap ton of that stuff in them. And these guys are taking little, you know, look like blood vials. Right. It looks like a, like a, like a less than an ounce. But, um, yeah, and I wonder if that's the same stuff that they gave to um, Blonsky in the Hulk. I don't know. It's it's a version of that because you know uh, um, Thunderbolt Ross says they kept working on it so that he 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 mixed it with. Um, I guess it would be a similar because Bronski was was stronger and faster and. Uh, yeah, that uh, one scene. That one heal. scene where he actually tried stronger, to fight faster, Hulk. better. Steve Austin, astronaut, a man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is outrunning all the soldiers really, really quick. It looked like the scene out of um, of uh, Civil War when Cap and Panther and and Winter Soldier yeah. running down the highway. Yeah. Well, it's funny you said that, John, because a lot of the scenes with Bucky look like they came straight out of uh, Lee Majors, where he's blocking stuff with his arm, mm-hmm. or he's or he's landing. Mm-hmm. It looks just like it's straight out of the Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Now, when did Bucky? Did I miss it? When did Bucky get the super soldier serum? Is that the, the Soviets the, the Russians, did that to him? Yeah, no, yeah, the, okay. the, the yeah, the the Russians did that to him. Really? Because yeah, he I mean he was gonna die. He he lost he his arm it. in the fall, and uh, yeah, well they they revive him and they give him whatever they they got. Um, but I, I don't think it's the exact same one that Steve got. Again, these guys aren't getting the exact same one that Steve got. They're getting no. the, the derived version from that guy, Nagel. Which is based on uh, Uzziah, uh, not Uzziah, uh, the, the black guy. No, oh. no, the black guy, uh, Washington, Isaiah. right? Isaiah Washington, <laughs> is that right? I don't think that's his name. Uh, let me see what what his name is. Is it Isaiah? <laughs> It's Isaiah. It's Isaiah, I don't remember, but it's not Washington. Okay, um, it's Isaiah. But anyway, the guy that was, they said they put him in jail and they were drawing his blood to yeah. try to recreate the, the formula. Isaiah Bradley. Bradley. That may be what Blonsky got, was something derived from him. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty good, Kirk. If you get a chance to watch it, it again, it, it seems like it's setting up stuff that's going to take, it looks like, you know, obviously it sets up, now, do you, do you recognize Isaiah Bradley from his other other job? He, I recognize the actor, but I don't. I don't. Uh, is he the guy from T two? Nah, he's the father of John Jones on Supergirl. Oh, I he's don't watch Martian Manhunter's father. Oh, he's is Martian. that who that is? Oh, yeah. okay, cool, 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 cool. I I recog- I saw his. I like. I know who that guy is, but I never. I didn't. Just take a look to. Um, he was also the voice of John Jones on the animated series, or at least some of the movies, like was Justice it? League cool. Doom. Yeah, and he was the the voice of, um, golly, Uncle Cyan on the Black Panther uh, animated series. I loved him on Supergirl. I thought he did a really cool job. Yeah. Well, I thought really it was cool. interesting that they introduce uh, these warriors from Wakanda show up because they want. Yeah. Uh, Baron Zemo 
which I liked his costume. You know, he he had the fur collar, put the, the mask on, and his dance has become a huge meme. Da- da- Daniel Brühl is is really cool, and I love the way that they portrayed him as Zemo. And yeah, I love that costume too. I'm like, I want that jacket. <laughs> well, they've they've gotten smart about it because the he puts that costume on, he's doing all the fight stuff, and the flag smashers put their cut so they they can easily hide the stuntmen that are yeah. doing the, all the the choreographed fighting. But I thought it was interesting that they didn't talk about. Uh, Black Panther, because I guess they haven't decided that if they're going to have him. There's a huge dead, movement to recast dead him. In, yeah, if they're going to recast him. I thought they were going to give it to the the sister, Sur- Suri, no. Suri, yeah. or whatever. She would become uh, Black Panther instead of recasting. And I don't know what I don't know what they're going to do. So they're kind of skirting the issue that you know, because otherwise I think he would have come for Zemo instead of uh, these royal guards or whatever they are, but who were really cool. I love that actress, and I love that character. Mm. I'm really glad they brought that in. <laughs> that was really awesome. Well, they also bring back um, Sharon Carter. Agent 13, yeah, yeah. that was cool. That was awesome. Yeah. Are you guys making this stuff up again? No. No, not this at all. This is all true. Everything, this is all true. Everything you've heard is true. You're gaslighting but... me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're going to have a fun You're gonna have a fun series when you can finally watch it because it's That's really right. cool, Kirk. Well, it's really is. a good one. The there are five lights, complete, Kirk. Kirk. And right now would be a good time to go ahead and get, you know, uh, pay for the uh, the Disney Plus membership. And that way you can watch all the movies in a row and then watch all the miniseries in a row. And they catch up it. on everything. You know, then drop it. Get, get, yeah, pay. <laughs> including the Mandalorian. Including the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, for eight bucks you can watch all of it. Yeah, you get the Mandalorian, Wanda, Sadly, uh, they've Winter made Soldier, it so you can't just buy a person one month or two months membership. You have to buy an entire year if you want to gift it. Oh wow! Oh, but if you for yourself, you can buy. Yeah, just you month, can go. Monthly. You can go monthly. Yeah, yeah. Well, let this is off topic, but I started watching because we've got a, uh, HBO too. I started watching Titans, oh. which I know is old, so I'm late to the party. But still. This, this, uh, that show is yes. so violent. The first season was really disturbing. Did they tone it down some? Because I'm like the second episode season, three or the four. The second season takes a little turn. It's not as violent as the first season. Um, but it is dark. It, it is dark. The language is dark. But the second season gives you one thing that you never ever thought you'd see in a live action screen. And I don't want to spoil it here. Because it's too freaking cool. No. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. We're talking DC. Come on. Yeah, this is DC, but this is, I mean, this is seriously dark. It is, uh, uh, these characters, these are, quote, heroes. Yeah. Just blatantly murder and maim and kill Without, I mean, I know Robin's is again spoilers for uh, for uh, uh, Titans, but Robin is supposed to be kind of screwed up because he's kind of split off from Batman. And I think it has everybody seen it. Have you seen it, Kirk? No. Oh, uh, have you seen it, John? Have you watched all of them? I think John's dropped out. Did we lose John? Oh my God! I'm sorry. I'm here. What happened? We're talking about Titans. Have you watched any of Titans? I did. I watched all of the seasons. 
it was violent. It was, but there was a lot of interesting things in there. And the actress who did Donna Troy, Wonder Girl, oh, gosh. was phenomenal. Perfect casting. But yeah, does a Robin become? He Nightwing. becomes Nightwing at the end, right? Uh, or, or or he becomes Nightwing at one point in this yeah, two seasons. Yeah, right? well, and, and the thing is, you actually get to meet Bruce Wayne. And he's yeah. played by Ian Glenn. And if you don't know who Ian Glenn is, he was on um, Game of Thrones as the guy trying to take care of Daenerys Targaryen. That, know, the, that guy the... plays Bruce Wayne? Really? Yeah. Oh, God, he's perfect, though, in, in what he's supposed to be doing. Well, and then Isai Morales, in a complete shock, is Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. And uh, with what they, so. did, what they did with Deathstroke and Jericho was truly an interesting storyline and it's it's not over yet but it's uh it's really cool but the you really have to divorce yourself from the um comics yeah you really do there's some minor elements to it but they and they kind of wove some of those things in there but you just really have to say this is not the i'm not looking for the wolfman perez titans i'm looking for just a new interpretation yeah, right. I would no think Wally if you're a big so fan far. of that, it would be you would have a hard time watching it because it is so, so different. It's just everybody is, um, and I have no. I mean, the first, I think the first three, because uh, is it Star Fox? Not Star Fox. What's the girl's name? Starfire. Uh, She's amazing. Starfire. She's a great actress. She's done a fantastic job. Yeah, I just seen the one where she kind of lost her memory and she burns the guy. Which hadn't come back yet, but Hawk and Dove is kind of take up the second Dove, part of the Minka third. Kelly is Dove. That's also some some amazing casting there. Um, are those Liefeld? Are those Liefeld creations? No, I mean Hawk nope. and Dove's been around since you know. The, or is it Ditko? The right. Was that Ditko? Yeah, I think so. The original Hawk and Dove were brothers, and then in the Kirk, do you know? Was it in the early '80s they created the female Dove? Yeah, uh, or maybe right. it was right before Crisis they created female Dove uh, yeah. to uh, partner with Hawk. Yeah. Except. And they're just Batman like vigilantes, right? They're just yeah. no yeah. superpowers. They're just... and, and you can see it on Hank Hall. He is beat the heck up. Yeah, they he... they did do that. They they showed that he was you know, and she talks about that you know. And his... you guys know that the actor who plays Hawk is the original Aquaman from Smallville, yep. right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> he's got another show too. He's AC. He's got, what's that? Um, he's Arthur got another Carlson. another thing that's coming up. I'm trying to remember what it is. Oh yeah, uh, Jack Reacher. He's playing Jack Reacher in the Jack Reacher series. Oh my! Oh really? Is that it's got to be on Prime, right? Because they're coming out with. I don't know. It, the, the series is in pre-production. Let me see. I bet it's I bet it's Prime, because they do the Jack Ryan. Oh, I see Jack Reacher. There's two different characters. Right. My yeah, wife reads okay. them both. She'll be up for reading uh, that. But they're coming out with uh, uh, with that remorse with... Michael B. Uh, Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I want to say yeah. Michael J. White. That's not right. Um, that, and that looks like that's going to be very different from the... From the book. He doesn't strike me as, as a John Clark type. Yeah, um, I, I, I was wondering too, about He's too that. young, for one thing. He's too young, but... Well, I think he'll be better than Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I uh, actually, Dafoe the... in that role. Well, because it's he he played him totally differently. Yeah. Uh, the best one was when in the Ben Affleck it was um, Liv Schreiber. Uh, 
playing him in, I think, uh, not clear and pleasant danger, but uh, uh, some of, of all fears. Some of all fears, which they butchered that oh, book. I love that book. And we'll never um, ever get a Cardinal of the Kremlin, you know, because it's just too untimely. It, it is. It's it, you'd have to do it as a as a throwback kind of a. Uh, really, Hunt for Red October is is really the purest. Yeah. Uh, Jack Ryan and then I think Clancy uh, Patriot Games Clancy was not bad, bad though. Patriot Games wasn't bad. It would have been nice if they had if they, instead of doing. Uh, uh, Harrison Ford fit was Baldwin because to me he fits the role. Yeah, of, he was so good of Jack Ryan better. Well, he just want too much money. Uh oh. I don't know why he didn't come back. I don't know what the because uh, Ford came back for two. Ford was too old because that uh, you know Patriot Games is kind of a prequel to Hunt for Red October where Ryan's younger and of course Ford's playing it more like it's a sequel so he's he was too old to begin with it. But we'll say he's doing Indy Five. So we're going to see what the 80-year-old or however old Harrison Ford is. Yeah, we're going to start getting like his... those Star Trek 29 jokes. So very old. He keeps... <laughs> he can get his breaky bones up there. Is Harrison breaking. Ford really 85? I can't. No. <laughs> I don't know. Is he? I don't know how old he is. Pretty he's close. Be in his late... He's probably 75 or 76, isn't he? Easily. Uh, let's see. No, no, no. i got to find that. Seems... Somebody put up the power finger. <laughs> It just seems so weird because he's 78. So, um, wow. I mean, I've just grown up with him as being like Han Solo, the guy from American Graffiti. All, yes. You know, um, uh, just, it just seems weird <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> but how, no, but how would you recast him? I know there was a talk for a while of Chris Pratt, Chris, uh, Pratt playing him, sure. but I think Chris Pratt, unfortunately, would bring in too much of his Star-Lord type, you know. Andy can kind of do jokes, but not the way Chris Pratt does jokes. Um, I don't, you know, yeah. you could recasting, but I don't, don't know. It, it's, don't. It's, Just it's like end, end recasting the series, William Shatner. Yeah. End the series and start over with somebody else in a different era. Right. It needs to... It needs, no, it's no. Just... What you do is you bring Harrison Ford in, and he's in the old folks' home, <laughs> and the people are ignoring him and making fun of him as the old man who's senile in the corner and somebody an intern or a nurse or somebody stops by and says you know hey mr jones how are you dr jones how are you doing you call me dr jones dr jones dr jones wake up please and he says you know it's it's you know not like the old days and he says let me tell you a story of when i was young and then he launches into a flashback, which is the entire movie. Isn't that the they Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? Indiana Jones Chronicles. Because yeah. he played yeah. a, it was an old guy okay. with a patch, right? He had a, uh, he was missing an eye, playing old yeah. Indy. Um, okay, so it's been established. So you have Harrison Ford bookending this movie. Yeah. And they there's tried some that significance. The perfect person to play the, the younger Indiana Jones, unfortunately, has passed away in River Phoenix. Right. And he did such a great job at the very beginning of the Last Crusade, that you're like, wow, that was just that was just spot on perfect. With Sean Patrick Flannery, who played him in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, he never played. He he never he felt like the, River Phoenix was. Wow. I think was fine as as a kid, but when he became an adult, he didn't look the part. He was too yeah. pretty. He needed to be he, somebody a little more. He never became an adult. Unfortunately. Well, he was he, in his twenties when he died, wasn't he? I mean, enough to yeah. know what he would look like as a, as a, um, you know, you need right now, if you're going to do indie, 
And if you're going to do, if you're not going to remake Raiders, or you're not going to, you're going to do kind of a Batman Begins, you're going to do, you know, a 28, 29, 30-year-old indie, kind of maybe going on his first, kind of like the last Tomb Raider movie, what's her first adventure as Tomb Raider. So you're doing him as, he's going out for, you know, he's out of, maybe he's out of college, he's deciding he wants to be a teacher, and he's going on his first excursion to find something. Uh, and, yeah, and, and and see that would that would be cool, but you would have to find someone that's going to be as iconic as Ford was. So and there's they're coming out of Hollywood a, a dime a dozen. You know there are are actors who would kill for that yeah. role, and so you find somebody new who's charismatic. You know we were we were looking for somebody to play Superman, <laughs> and we got Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Who would have thought? that Christopher Reeve would be able to pull that off. He was an unknown before that. Mm-hmm. And then he became iconic. He became married to, right. the, to the role. Right. right. So, you know, they, they'll find somebody. They'll but cast, here's, This here's, is what casting Right, but here's do. the problem. I don't but think they, they want to try. They don't want to risk it with a, a new face. They want to find somebody that's got some established... Some star power? power. Star power. Well, I, I don't think that... I don't think Spielberg and Lucas would do it. So you're going to have to wait until both of them pass away before Disney says, okay, let's cast another Well, does Lucas have any choice? Does he have any to stop it? Can he... I mean, obviously, if... if well, I mean, he, he he wouldn't write it. Well, obviously, he wouldn't write it, he but he, writing would, it. He, he certainly couldn't stop the Star Wars movie, so he couldn't stop the film being made. And I don't think... He probably would get Lawrence Kasdan's son back again to, to write up the script. Uh, the, unfortunately, it would probably do... They would probably treat it the way they did the uh, the sequels, you know, uh, eight, nine, uh, seven, eight, nine, that they would make it faster and more intense. It would be um, with Indy, you have to find somebody. You know, there are certain actors that cannot play period roles because for some reason they have a face that does not work. If you put them in the nineteen twenties or thirties or forties, they have too much of a contemporary so who, face. Who played Solo in the Solo movie? Uh, who played Han Solo in the Solo movie? I don't even remember the guy's name, but yeah, he did have him. Yeah, down. he wasn't bad. He but, wasn't yeah. bad. He so wasn't cast bad. him as Indy. Give him a screen test. See if he I can don't pull think, that I off. I don't think he'd want to do that. I mean, that's like Sebastian Stan being told to play Luke Skywalker. He doesn't want to do that, but he's got the same face as Mark Hamill. Uh, before, before, the before that car wreck, yeah. Yeah, before yeah. the car wreck. Corvette Summer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. It's it's crazy. And by the way, in the the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, Indiana Jones was fifty years old. It, it actually says here uh, that Harrison Ford played Indiana Jones age. He 50. did a one episode. He played it. He kind of bookend the yeah, episode. Yeah, one episode. But Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, he's obviously you know in his sixties, and he still has his eyes. So what happened there? Well, I don't know. who knows if. Maybe it was a temporary bandage. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know oh, if they would. Um, you know, it, it's it's. I've, I, I've heard that nobody wants to do any. It's it's so rare now to get a film that's really original because everybody wants to grab an IP that has existing uh, traction. You know, whatever it is, and they want to use mm-hmm. that because they think, well, I've got a built-in audience, and then now it's got to have to tweak the film to bring in. The non-fans. A lot of times, doing that, you you alienate the original fans, and then you either 
do or don't appeal to the new audience. So it's 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 a it's a hard balance to get. Yeah, I think like in in you know twenty years you're gonna have um, that segment of population that loves the sequel trilogy, as as like we do have those kids that have grown up now and love the prequel trilogy. Yeah, because that was their Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's just true. So it, can you can you create a new audience for Indiana Jones with a new actor? And I I, I don't think that they should cast the same guy that played Han Solo. In solo, because there's this there's this stigma. One, he's too already, he's too young. Unfortunately, he's too young now. You need somebody who's a oh, he's getting yeah, older. He Come be. on, we're yeah. all getting older. Uh, you need somebody, I think. You ageist. Well, about thirty-five. I don't know who. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you would. I I don't know who you would honestly who would cast, but um, uh, I don't I don't think Chris Pratt's right. Oh. I think that he was just flavor of the month, and they thought, oh well, let's put him in there, and he can do that kind of. You know, he kind of played that role in that. It was because, yeah, in Jurassic the Jurassic World, World series, exactly. he, he was very similar to yeah. Han Solo. So Alden Ehrenreich is the actor that played uh, Solo. And uh, he is, how old is he now? He was born in 89, so he's 32. Yeah, he could he could do, a, uh, but I think he still has more of a contemporary face. He doesn't, you put him in a, a fedora and some you know, in a, in a leather jacket, and does he, uh, I don't know, I think it's going to be hard to put anybody in there, it's going to look like they're playing makeup, they're playing make-believe, because they're dressing like Indiana Jones, um, I don't know, I mean, but, you know, we're not. He's been in that Grant Morrison series, um, Brave New World, I haven't watched it. Is it based on the book by, um, uh, yeah, by Grant Morrison? I, saw, There's a, I saw Brave, a, I, I saw Brave New World, it was a it's a really interesting series. It was good. Now, there's a there's a there, there, I, there's only nine episodes, and they haven't made a second season on there's it. There's a science, a I famous science fiction book called Brave New World by Alex oh, Huxley. Huxley. That's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, that's no. the original. Yeah. Is that is it? Not based no, that, on that. But that's okay. not it. No, it's not okay. based on that. Uh, Utopia, whose perfection hinges upon control of monogamy and privacy. Members of the collective begin to question the rules, putting their regimented society on a collision course with forbidden love well, it sounds and revolution. Like Brave New World. <laughs> it sure but does. That, that also sounds like that new new um, series. Was it Passenger? Not Passengers. What is that? Oh my gosh! On the tip of my tongue. Hey now. Kirk, have you ever seen? But no, um, you're, you're old enough, Kirk. You may have seen it, have, or John too. I don't want to leave anybody out. Has either of you seen uh, it's a PBS show movie based on a book called Lay of Heaven? Lay the yeah, absolutely. Yep. One of my favorites. I saw it when it originally aired and was yeah. dumbfounded. It's great. <laughs> right here in Dallas. Yeah. Yes, it was. Everyone's got to do some time. <laughs> what? Boop, boop. There was a song yeah. that was used for the Lay of Heaven back in the 70s or early 80s. Yeah, and also um, get a little help from my friends. With a little help from my friends from the Beatles. Really. Yeah, that one too. I don't recall that in it, but I do remember the premise. I remember the the uh, makeup, the actors. Um, very impressive. It took you a little while to tumble to what was going on. But, yeah. Uh, and then it became just really off the deep end. It's weird because, as I remember, it, it played on... Um, Public well, television. they produced it. Yes. It was, it was so their the film. Theater. They actually think it was their first film they yes. produced. So 
it had kind of a yep Doctor Who kind of budget. You know, it looked it looked like yes, but it was more about uh, it was high concept. Oh, it was and more, that was Bruce Davidson, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sen- Senator Kelly you know, himself, Senator Senator yeah. Kelly. Yeah, that's right. Golly, I I've not seen that film in almost forty I don't, years. I don't think I've. I've yeah. I don't if it's, a, if it's a, I guess you could get it on DVD or or blue, but the ray but I don't know. James Conn remade it. He did? Uh, yeah. Uh, 2002, a... James Conn and Lucas Haas. Yeah. Uh, vanished without a splash. Yeah, it was not memorable, I guess. Let's see if it says anything about that. You know, Sunday's box office mojo has stopped uh, staying how much movies' budgets are, and you have to dig real far to get what they've com- you know, made um, world, you know, overall. They like given like the last weekend that the movies have been in the theater, but they don't like, or the first weekend, but they don't like, you know, putting all the other stuff up there. They got over, or they got bought out by IMDb, oh. you know, Box Office Mojo, and so they're taking all the financials out of everything, so you don't know anything. Well, that's that's, that's really the whole premise of their find... site, so I don't understand that. Yeah, I know, but I think that's what IMDb is trying to do with way with the site, but they're not giving that information on their own site either. And they've been slowly taking it out of the older films. But yeah, The Late of the Heaven was remade. It's got a score of 5.9 out of 10. So that, that, that doesn't sound good. came out in 2002, starring James Conn, Lucas Haas, Lisa Bonet, David Strathern, and that's of uh, these stars I actually recognize. Oh, that's not a type of film I think that would make it uh, in mainstream film, it feels more like what it was, like a BBC or a PBS, not BBC. Because it's so high right. concept. It, it, or yeah. if it was being made now, it would be on Prime or HBO and they would make a six issue or six episode or ten episode uh, series out of it. And you could deal with more of the, the high concept stuff without having to uh, try to tie it all up and make it really kind of flashy and slick. If you were doing a big budget, um, big budget film. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What was that Hugh Jackman movie that was real high concept about the Tree of Life? I think it was called Tree of Life. Tree yeah. of Life. Is that right? I'm trying to find when that came out because that was that was one of those that was just like whoa, so boring. It's similar to the <laughs> what asleep. was the Tom Hanks the Fountain? The fountain. What the was fountain? the Tom Hanks fountain, film that yeah. came out that was by the the Wachowskis? Uh, oh, it was a Jupiter no, ascending. No, no. That was that was or... high concept too, but that was kind of wacky. No, this was. Uh, it took place through multiple years, and he kind of played the same character or some. Yeah, I, I saw it. Uh, I saw it, and I'm like, I started to watch that, and it was a little, uh, little. That was a, look that was a little Lana, out there too. Lana Wachowski. <laughs> oh, uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Talk about another film that was kind of. It takes a while, you know, multiple viewings before you catch on what they're doing. It's uh, the Illustrated Man with uh, Rod Steiger and Claire Claire Bloom. The anyway, Bradbury film. There's like three main characters. Now, did any of you watch Sense Eight? That series. I, I did, because that was a Wachowski series. My my wife loves that series. That was a really complicated and interesting series and all of the actors and actresses did such an amazing job in it 
And it didn't really have any major stars in it, did it? I, I mean, Daryl Hannah was in it. Oh. but uh, She was barely in it. I mean, yeah. it, and she didn't even need to be in it because the the she other was bare in it? Act, what? what? She was bare in it? <laughs> no. Barely in it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I figured out why she was in it. No, she she had a very minor role. I mean, it was an important role, but she wasn't a starring role in it. The other folks did such an amazing job with their portrayals and everything that they did. They really carried the show, and they were phenomenal. They really were phenomenal. That's a, that's a really good series. Yeah, as I, as I understand it, they did a couple seasons, and then they were canceled, and then they came back and, and finished up the storyline. Mm-hmm. Because um, it was only supposed to be, it was like two seasons, but it took four years to get the whole thing mm-hmm. out. Well, I'm going to go back to... And, oh, uh, J. Michael Straczynski was also one of the creators. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. I knew I knew the Wachowskis were involved. I'm going to go back to what Kirk was saying mm-hmm. about the uh, Illustrated Man, and not about the film, but... Because I haven't seen the film, but I'm familiar with it. Should a film, as you said, Kirk, you have to watch it three or four times to kind of get it. Should a film require you to watch it, say, multiple times to kind of get it? Or should it, yeah. should it, you should you get it, quote, get it, the first time? First time? Well, um, well, my point about the Illustrated Man was they used the same three actors, and it was an anthology of three or four different stories. So you saw the same actors with very little makeup hmm. change playing completely different characters. And unless you realize, oh, that was a short story. Now we've moved to another short story. Now we've moved to another short story. It won't make sense because you're trying to connect. Why is he in a raincoat? Why? Wait a minute. He, they're on the African veld? Well, what the, where are we going with this? You won't understand. And that's my point. So, you know, if you if you have the conceit, if you understand that this is a collection of short stories, like Karen Black and what, what's the movie? Terror. Trilogy of mm-hmm. Terror? Yes. Oh. It, that it's not the same character. <laughs> a classic. Uh, right. Uh, tiki if, dolls, man. They scare if me. it's not the same character, <laughs> but it's the same actress playing them. Once you catch that, it's fine. And it's it's not a bad is the, film. Is the book but, uh, a series of like short stories? Or is it absolutely okay. yes? And each one, there's a framing device. This this doesn't spoil it for you, but I'll I'll say it very simply and quickly. The framing device is two hobos meet around the campfire. One guy reveals that he's completely illustrated, head you know tattooed, head to toe, every part of him is covered. But he tells the other guy, don't stare too closely at them because they tend to move. You'll go mm-hmm. mad. You know they they will take on a life of their own. And the other kid, of course, having been warned, has to do that. So each tattoo Kurt. tells a story that may or may not have relevance to his life. And slowly, but in stages, he's going, he's being driven insane by watching this. That's the framing device. Each I, story stands cool. alone. So this book is by Ray Bradbury. I read yes. this when I was in junior high school. Yes. This was an amazing book at the time. I was like, oh, my God, this is yep. so good. Yep. Uh, just all of these short stories. It, it was like Something Wicked This Way Comes was yep. another amazing book by him at that time. And it was just like, wow. Illustrated Man really blew me away. I did not know there was a film. We are going to look for it, and I want to watch it. 
I've seen uh, the only Bradbury I've read, read is Fahrenheit 451, and I watched the film from this. I want to say the 60s, uh, but they remade it for Prime with uh, the same guy that's in uh, Without Remorse, Michael B. Bradley or Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. B. Jordan. He's playing the 60s. He's playing the uh, the. Gosh, I can't remember the character's name. He's playing the fireman, you know, because it's a future where Guy okay, yeah, they, the uh, firemen set fires. They don't put out fires. It's all about censorship and burning books and that kind of thing. But um, either did a film about it or they did a series on it on Prime. It, it, there's yeah. a film. There's been a film that's out there. Maybe they've adapted into a series for some reason, but there was a recent remake that, that had mixed right. reviews. The original film was done, I, th- I want to say Francis I think Truffaut. so. I think I know it was a French director that had, that had uh, produced it. Um, and it's very much, it feels like it's in mm-hmm. England. Uh, and it features, I'm trying to think who the actor was who played Guy Montag. I can see him, but I can't come up with his name. But they did not get along. They famously mm-hmm. did not get along. And so the actor started doing things to get under the director's nerves including getting his hair cut <laughs> halfway through the film uh, and at one point they he he just disappeared he dropped out they were done they'd wrapped and he didn't come back and the director realized oh my god i need a couple of pickup shots hey wait a minute you've got to come back you've got to lay in the boat here so we can take the pickup shot when you cover yourself with the canvas and he wouldn't and so they had to take the uh, the stunt not the stunt man, but like the electrician who was, he didn't look like him. The guy had nicotine stained <laughs> fingers. And all you see is a close up of this hand in the rowboat hiding underneath a canvas, reach up with this nicotine stained fingers and pull the, the, the canvas over him a little bit more. And then that's it. So it's like when you see it in the movie, you're like, what? Who is. Wh- wh- it doesn't fit, and there's a couple other jarring things like that that don't quite fit, because he was struggling to having such a hard time getting the thing done when the the yeah. actor uh, was just just not cooperating. And the other reason why that movie's somewhat famous is because Julie, uh, I want to say Julie Newmer, but that's not right. Um, the the female lead plays two different roles. She plays the wife. And she also plays the young girl who lives next door that somewhat seduces the fireman to the other side. I can't think of her name for the life of me. It's on the tip of my tongue, but that was unheard of. You didn't have an actress play two different roles at the same time, during the same time period, and that kind of blew people's minds as well. (laughs) And outtakes from that film, unused... um, Unused... uh, footage from it was reused in uh, I think it was Night Gallery interesting in, in a couple of places and so if you're familiar with the film and you and you see it you're like wait a minute they, they took that right from the movie so I like I like that's I like the trivia. book um, it's very George Orwellian but it's not quite as uh, dire or I mean Orwell really you should read Orwell right now because that, that stuff's going mm-hmm. on um, it's re- Julie Christie. Oh. That was the name. 
but Bradbury always he doesn't write you know he's kind of labeled as a science fiction writer but he doesn't write really hard science fiction even stuff like the Martian Chronicles or uh, yeah this stuff it's it's more that the because you could you could call 1984 I guess science fiction but it's not written like science fiction you know not like uh, it's not like Arthur C Clarke or it's not Asimov that kind of science fiction um, speaking of Asimov. Uh, isn't Prime doing a, a Foundation series that's coming out, or eight, no, trilogy, or HBO or Apple? Trilogy. Apple's doing it. It's Apple TV. He's doing Foundation, and I guess I don't know how they're going to cover hmm. all the books. Um, but that's that's some pretty highbrow stuff. I'm going to change subjects on you guys. Have any of you been reading X Men Elseworlds, the latest chapter, latest book? I'm two issues behind. Not until you said you were shocked and sickened by the last installment. Made me I, physically then I went, ill. <laughs> then I went and I read as many of the pages. I skimmed as many pages of that last installment until we got right up to the, I think it was probably the panel that you're I talking about. I saw that somebody posted the panel and I said, oh, this must be where Brian's referring to. With, with the red on it? Very red. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I couldn't quite figure that out, but... It, again, it's burned being burned for effect. Yeah. Um, this whole alternate world storyline he's got going on, and we've talked about that before. What if? It's a what if story. It, it's almost, it, yeah, it's almost a what if, but yeah, it's like Magneto and the X-Men from the other uh, other world where they've killed the Avengers, and they, you know, they, and they're showing how they came over and everything, and it's, it, I mean, it's much more violent than what we've seen in the X-Men Um in a long time, so I was, I, I was really surprised by it. And yeah, that that whole sequence. Now, I never saw in the regular comics what Magneto did to Wolverine back in the '90s. That that finally, you know, let people know he had bone claws. Um, and what you're seeing here is just yeah, but that was different. That insane. was that was kind of drawn as it was like. Uh, almost like Mercury escaping from his body. That was the him pulling at. This seems more like. Uh, has anybody seen a film called uh, Wishmaster about the about no, a, no. A, a gin? He's a gin who you know is there's four films, but it's a it's basically about a gin that you know it's kind of like the Leprechaun films. You know, he'll grant your wish, but he's going to twist it in some way to uh, screw you over, and. Well, that sounds like needful. Yeah, exactly, things. same same situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the uh, this is spoilers for well, if you guys are going to watch or not, but it, the movie's twenty years old at least. Uh, and the one in the first film, and in the, the kind of opening scenes, it's you see him back a couple thousand years ago, and he's basically you know wrecked you know some king of some kingdom has started making wishes, and it, you know everything's gone wrong, and the, the, the city is in turmoil and in a fire. And there's a scene where a guy's skeleton crawls out of his body. And that's mm -hmm. what I was thinking about with that scene. It's like if, you know, if he really wanted to rip this, the adamantium skeleton, he instead of taking this adamantium out, he would just almost rip the skeleton from the fleshy part of Wolverine. Has there been anything else released since that panel? Yeah, yeah, another page. Yeah, or two? yeah, a, a couple of more pages have been sent out. I mean, they've got another five pages coming because uh, he does it from first Monday to the last Friday of the month. Right. So we have another full week coming up, starting on Monday. So we've got five more pages before um, he ends this edition. Yeah. 
But since sure the that's... red panel, has there been anything currently yes. released? Yeah, there's been two more there... panels at least since. Okay, yeah, I got to go There's look one there. panel that shows the aftermath of the red that... page, and then two pages of Kitty Pride and Astra, uh, where the, where the the Imperial Guard are trying to separate them. Yeah, they moved into the the uh, Imperial Is Guard. Is this story issue line. nineteen or twenty? Twenty one, I think. Twenty one, yeah. Twenty one, yeah. We'll get around to it here soon. Um, Download it, or I need to go because now that you can't collect them all on Facebook, you have to I actually have to go to burn site and do each. There's there's ways you can find it. Okay. There really is. I mean, it's there are people that are that are collecting them and putting them in different okay. places. Uh, Stephen Wilcox doesn't stop them from saving it on in his okay. files well, section. Okay, i have to go there and I'll look for them. That way, it saved me from having to save them all and, and collect them. Yeah. Oh. Paul Spataro keeps hitting me up every couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, do you have do you have the, <laughs> do you have the latest one? Do you have the latest one? And then he just said, "Well, what's the what's the what, what's Burns' website? I want to just go read it." After uh, my comment about being physically ill, apparently, when I get physically ill, everybody gets interested. So, <laughs> hmm. and I mean, the thing is, is like, uh, Byrne has redone uh, at least tw uh, fifteen to twenty pages of the previous stuff that we've already gone through, uh, because he had to go back and redo Colossus's leg because he changed the the healing backstory there. I and, wish he would have just left and, it. I mean, the whole aspect of that one page only hinges on the coolness of the fact that the other pages are the way they are. That he goes back and changes them kind of makes the joke moot, in my opinion. So he's doing mm. a George Lucas? He's going back and re-editing? Yeah, he is definitely doing a George Lucas. Yeah, yeah, he's going back and changing them and redrawing them. And I think, just leave them. That makes that one pa that one page relevant and cool and fun i mean otherwise uh... well it just shows that if he had probably if he had the ability to do that when he was writing and it was being published he probably would have but obviously he can't you know once it's out it's done you can't change it um i don't i mean i think any artist will go back and and i mean i i know what that's like you want to go back you want to tinker with it and, and change things you know when you see something that maybe is different or well you know He's doing this different, I mean, obviously differently than you would do a regular comic in that he's not actually, you know, keeping notes on everything that he's doing. So he's like, every now and then he's got to go back and look at the other books. And go, Oh, I need to re revisit. He doesn't this. have an editor. It's just him. Yeah. And so he's, you know, he's like, Oh, I, he's got, he's realizing he's got so many uh, plot points going around and some things are getting lost by the wayside. So he's like trying to, you know, catch up and everything, but he didn't have any notes written out. And, you know, he's like admitted that. Colossus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just looked at the last next two pages, or two or three pages since the red panel. Mm -hmm. There's a huge plot hole. Unless I'm missing something, he, he's got some massive redrawing to do to fix this. Track, I won't spoil it all, but no, just, don't, don't track, spoil it. just track Magneto's helmet when he's wearing it and when he's not. There's two Magnetos. Remember, there's two Magnetos there. Yeah. There's oh, there's okay. older Magneto that's not wearing a helmet, and then there's the younger one that is. There's Alt and, Magneto and 616 Magneto, or Elswin Magneto. There's two Magnetos in the room. Thank you. That will straighten it out for me. Sorry. 
just erase this section where I tell you there's a problem. Just <laughs> right, right out. No, no, you know what? There's been is. some comments about that. They're like, wait, wait a second. Where did the helmet suddenly come from? It's like because there's Alt Magneto and um, regular yeah. and Elswin Magneto. We're getting confused, and and the thing is, is that with the angle that he given, you're not seeing the costumes between the two that they're different enough that you can tell the difference between the two. The colors will probably be a little different also. So, you know, I mean, it's it, it's something that, you know, it's like he's even talked about inking these himself now, which I don't know why he's decided that all of a sudden, because he's been penciling these so they could be inked by somebody else. Well, that, I think that's just him changing. It'd be cool if he went back and, and um, you know, if he finishes telling the story and he's done and if he's not going to go back to uh, doing Star Trek. Uh, the photo novels, which I don't know if he will. And what else is he going to do? He talked about taking select commissions and writing the stories that brought him up to that point. I would love that. There's so many commissions that I've seen him put out that have been great. I would love to see the, some of the stories behind that. Well, I think it's funny that because in, in several interviews and even I asked him this question, uh, when I saw him in Boston, that he, he thinks of himself as a writer who draws. So he thinks of himself as a writer. Mm -hmm. I think he prefers to write to drawing. Well, you think if he was being... Uh, I mean, obviously he's writing these elsewhere, but you think if he was being... Yeah. If he was scratching an inch, as you say, Brian, why is he not writing... I mean, obviously it's harder to share that on Facebook, but why is he not just writing prose instead of writing... Uh, because he wants to see if he can draw it. He's the way he drew it. Because he's going back to an older style. This isn't the same style that he was doing Star Trek with or Etrigan and the Demon, you know, Blood of the Demon. Or He's gone back to the style that he was drawing back in the late 70s, early 80s. And he's found his joy in doing it. I mean, here we are, 21 issues in, <clears throat> and he still has a ways to go in the story that he wants to tell. And he may keep doing this for another couple of years because he keeps coming up with other thoughts and ideas and ways to go with something. He keeps throwing in different little plot points that are going to pay off later. But he's as, long as old as Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. How no, much he's longer not. can he keep doing this? He's 70. He'll be 71 in July. All right? Oh, sorry. Okay. But the, the thing is, is that the, the thing that's happening that I've noticed lately is on his website is that a lot of the fans keep asking him incredibly annoying questions. They keep thinking ahead. They keep trying to figure out what this is, what that is, whatever. And you can just see that his frustration is building on the questions that are coming in. And he's like, just read it, and, and then you'll see it. I can, I can see him getting, because he's posting less and less on the regular forums of his site also. Yeah. Unless someone asks him a direct question, you know, question directly, he's he's posting less. And please forgive the sound here. I'm just pouring more mineral water into my mixture well, here. Yeah, I need a refill, too. We've been at this for uh, two hours now. <laughs> we can kind of wrap this up. I think we've kind of covered um, anything we want to talk about unless there's any more. Um, but to your point, I think fans are fans. Fans are going to ask and that's the thing I struggle with as a fan. Sometimes you think, if I ask a question, what am I going to ask? It hasn't been asked 
a thousand times or it's not going to sound stupid. <laughs> right. You know, and that, that is what happened to me when I met the man face to face. And so when I first start talking to him, my son jumps in and says something and completely misquotes me to John Byrne about John Byrne. And so I spent a few moments there just kind of like correcting my son and what he was trying to say. And then I'm just sitting there kind of flubber, flabbergasted and everything trying to talk to John Byrne. And I really didn't get to talk to him much about anything except for what C.B. Sobolski was doing and not doing and why the, you know, Elswin was not getting published by Marvel, even though he hadn't made the final decision to just publish it as fan yeah. fiction. And it, it's never going to get, but, I don't, I don't think it's, unless 20 years from now when he's passed or something, God forbid, maybe he's not, uh, somebody releases it and lets them publish it. It's not going to, I think while he's alive, it's because it has nothing to do with money. I don't think he's ever going to publish it. No, it's not money. And that's the thing. That's the thing that everybody keeps thinking. Well, if they just unload a, a, a truckload of money, Byrne will go ahead and do it. And nope. it's not that. It is It is simply that if Byrne wants to put Spider-Man in his story, even though he's telling this elsewhere at a different time, they would still have to go to the Spider-Man editor and say, hey, can he use Spider-Man in your story? And that guy could simply say, no, we've got stories that we're doing that we, you know, we don't want people getting confused with that. He would have to get permission for every character that's outside of the X-Men to put him in there. And you saw he used the Avengers to incredible effect. He's been using a lot, a, a lot of different characters, and he's still got storylines going on. FF, what? FF. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, the thing is, if he if he were to be doing this for Marvel, he would be at the mercy of other editors, some of which could have an axe to grind, because he didn't, you know, he didn't make as many friends as a lot of other guys did. Well, I think I, I think and, if you're, you know, and this maybe sound like tough love, but I think if you're a professional working in this in this industry you're gonna have to there's give and take you're gonna sure. have to right you're gonna have to realize that this is the system well, you've got to work in and you either work in or you don't what work does he in. have to gain or lose what does he have to gain or lose i mean the fact of the matter is but but he's he's fine on money he has got a uh, several million dollars all right he's not like wealthy but he's rich you know he's not he's not the owner of the basketball team he's more like the basketball player and he's handled his money wisely. So he wouldn't have to work another day for the rest of his life. But Except he couldn't keep from working. But, but he loves right, it. But right. He he's got a work ethic that he just can't stop. And on top of that, these pages alone he can sell through Jim Warden for several thousand dollars a piece. So if he needs money, he can always get him that way. He's doing this to feed his ego. You're not saying that's a bad thing, but he, like any artist, he wants to be, I think, validated. Because if he was just doing this because he's got an itch to scratch and he, and he feels he's got this creative thing that he has to get out, he would not post them. He would just create them and do them. But he what? wants people to see them, to enjoy them, to get feedback. And that's the only reason I think he would right. have them published because then it would reach a wider audience. They'd be colored and mm -hmm. he would be able to see sales figures and you'd be able to, like, whoa, people still like me. My stuff still has value. Uh, I can still sell. Right. Uh, his biggest his biggest gripe about all of this is that he can't tell how many people are actually reading it because it's being made available on right. Facebook and other sites. 
and you know the 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 counter on his own website is inaccurate and so and again you know of course he's got a pretty um antiquated site but he likes it the way it is (laughs) because it gives him the the ability to communicate the way he wants to communicate without getting flooded and bottlenecked with tons and tons of things the the biggest thing being of course is that anybody that can ask him a question has to reveal who they are that's why there's that the restriction on the email um accounts that it's got to be like a legitimate one through say microsoft brian would lose you brian yeah brian I think Byrne has hacked into his account and stopped him from <laughs> <laughs> and silenced him. <laughs> what? I think so. We lost Brian. Oh, okay. well. Wait, you can't. Well, you hear dropped me? out for a minute. You dropped out there for a minute. Uh, dang it. So everything I just said was lost? Not everything. Just the last <laughs> moment. Yeah. Anyway, but, I mean, you know, it's just he's, he's protecting himself from, you know, people jumping on there with multiple aliases. Well, are we done? I think we're. I think I think we've 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 talked a we've lot. Talked enough. And there's been some yeah. good subjects here. I'm glad that that we were able to cover this stuff here at the end because, uh, number one, I, I mean it's interesting stuff. Number two, you know, by talking that I can post this on the John Byrne forums across there Facebook. And this is this is yeah. stuff that you know if if anybody who listens to our, are we going to call this our sister show or whatever? Um, then we will be covering more else. We're kind of in the middle of a of uh, Days of Future Past, which uh, we if you haven't listened to our commentary, download it now. Uh, groundbreaking stuff. But we're going to be covering of, of the, the movie, movie. Excuse me, of the movie. Our first commentary, of the film. Get a copy of the movie so you can That's play right. it with it. Uh, but you don't have to if you're familiar enough with the movie. I think you can watch along. Uh, but we're going to be covering the, the issues, the, the the two issues. Um, coming up soon and then i think we're going to have kind of a we don't know we, we haven't discussed it have you brian well we may we may have to do a feedback yeah. show or simply a show to um you know as a tribute to rick sheffield who's been writing into us uh every couple of days as he's been going through our uh library of episodes and he's been writing what what, what he's been thinking about all those and we should oh, fun. Get, yeah, we've got a lot of emails from him. I just need to figure out where we, we could left just off do the a, last one. Yeah, we could just do a quick 30, a yeah, 30 minutes, just read the emails, respond to them, and have a quick kind of a quick show for that. It doesn't have to be a big production. but That or invite him mm-hmm. on the show, one hey, or the other. And and the thing with the <laughs> L twin is, it, it, you, know, I, you know, I read it every day, and yeah. I kind of get like, Oh my gosh! And sometimes I think maybe I should be like Tim and just wait and read it as a full thing because when you read it every day, it's designed to be a serial as a daily serial, kind of like what I mean. Some some people who are listening may not understand this, but like the old newspapers <laughs> serials where they just unfortunately only they had like maybe four panels instead of a full page, but you know, uh, <clears throat> reading it every day. It's going to give you a kind of a different experience than if you read it as a full issue. So, really, there's kind of like two different ways to read Elsewhen. Uh, if you pop into it every day, you're going to kind of get that that cliffhanger last panel, and you have to wait every until the day. next day, and then you have to yeah. wait until the weekend is over, or like this month where what um, 
we had to wait like two weeks because the month ended on a Friday or the month didn't end on a Friday, but there was like it ended midweek. So we had to, and he doesn't post midweek stuff. It's first Monday to last Friday of the month. However, that yep. falls 20 so pages. If, if there's four more days after the last Friday of the month, guess what? That week doesn't have an issue <laughs> or anything. Yeah. I need so, to take a look do a, do a quick count here. Cause so, there's, uh, well, we've got five more pages coming, but you know, it's, it's a great experience. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. You know, there's some valid criticism and some valid praise for the, yeah. Who does anything? I mean, you can yeah. read the best. You can read the You're best right. of Claremont and Byrne and Austin in their heyday, and you're going to find probably some something that you could criticize. So that's just part nature of anybody who's doing anything creative. It's nothing's going to be absolutely perfect, but yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, but this is a lot of fun. Um, I do agree that this particular issue has been a little brutal for me. Yeah, uh, compared to what I would prefer to see, it's but you know I understand uh, where it is, um, and but uh, yeah, it's good. It's interesting. So, stuff. John, are you caught up with the the latest page that's out? I am the, the separation attempt. Yep. Where do yep. you think that's going? Okay, so totally where I think it's going. I think they'll separate the two. I think John Byrne likes Kitty Pride, so I don't think he's going to. Uh, uh, he, he keeps referring to the her. song "You Always Hurt the Ones You Love." Uh, Look what he's doing to Wolverine, and he loves Wolverine. He, I, he. But I think what what will probably happen was will there'll be some uh, side effect, new power, some side or effects where maybe part of Astra's in her, she, part of hers in Astra, or you know, it won't be the Kitty Pride that we're that we know right. that comes out of It'll this. It'll be she'll either have more power so, or she'll be a little more mature. Or something, yeah, something, something will like happen to her. The the thing is, is that there's a page that Burn put on his methadone forum uh, several months back that shows Kitty and Colossus walking in the snow, and it seems like it's leading into the Nagari Demon follow up story. And I'm wondering if that's that's after this, or if they're gonna say this happened previously in months before mm-hmm. or something. Because she seems the same, and and so like that's always in the back of my mind every time I'm reading all this, thinking, well, we know she's going to be okay because we saw this, you know. And, <laughs> but then again, there's that too. You yep. never know; she could be okay. Maybe uh, Astro doesn't survive, but some part of her resides in Kitty, and it's kind of in the back of her mind. It pops up, or she's having a struggle with having this other. Uh, identity or entity in her brain uh, that maybe kind of like now, where where have Rogue I seen Ms. this Marvel. before? Yeah. Rogue Marvel, and binary, uh, yeah. Rogue, um, <laughs> Colossus, yeah. and Apocalypse. Um, gee, um, yeah, yeah, it's all fun. It's all interesting. We'll uh, see how it goes. Well, it, it may give Kitty a, a better appreciation for like um, what are those uh, the 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 fanned out jeans? What do you call bell bottoms? <laughs> but then again, she was already kind of a fan of those. Well, back yeah, because she was in the seventies yeah. when she was around. Yeah, we were yeah. all wearing them. Yes, yes, we <laughs> were. With, with, with Some Astra, of us still do. Speak hey, for Kirk, yourself. Yes, Kirk, Kirk, <laughs> do you remember those those denim 
uh, styles called LAPDs that were like very tight around the hips. They had the really skinny pockets that barely fit a coin, and but they had kind of like bell bottoms on there. And then the back had like the the seam was like a U shape around the back. It wasn't a typical seam in the middle hmm. of the crotch. Uh, uh, they were called LAPDs that I recall, and and uh, where I grew up in Utah, it was just like, oh my god, those are the coolest things! I've got to have a pair of LAPDs. <laughs> hmm. I don't. I vaguely remember the expression, but I can't quite visualize what you're you're describing. If you find a, a nostalgia page with an image of it, share it. Yeah, because unfortunately, when you search that in here, it's showing tactical pants. On Google, I, you know, I, I that's grew up all wearing Tefskins from Sears and Roebuck. What was the name of the movie with um, oh, Ryan oh, O'Neill um, with the bare buns? Those are Rockies. They call them Rockies in Texas. No packets on the backside. No pockets on the backside. Oh, back side. is that what they? Okay. Yeah. Very, very popular yeah, okay. in the uh, late '80s and '90s for women because it made your backside look pretty good. No, you had I, a good backside. I know guys were wearing them too, uh, so they were more than for <laughs> women. And, uh, <laughs> they were cool. Well, uh, I think we can wrap this up. But before we go, I want—I was—I meant to drop this earlier. That, uh, and this is not a secret, but John is going to be in Vegas in June, right, John? Second um, June. Yes, in June. So I'm we're going to try you, to Tim. get a meetup so that he can—we can meet face to face. He wants to meet Bonnie. Where, when? When specifically, John? Uh, the second weekend. Twelve, thirteenth, something weekend. like that. Or a fourteenth, something like that. Yeah, we're, we're we're working our vacation up. We're looking at going around that time, and we're talking about riding out to Vegas. So we're also oh. talking about maybe riding up to Minnesota. So, oh my um, gosh, that would that, be so cool. But see, if we go to, but if well, we wouldn't be on that side of oh, okay. Minnesota. But if we go to Las Vegas, we we can also see Frank Canepa, friend of the show, who's been on a few episodes. Because um, he lives out there as well, and I, I don't see Tim. Why you haven't met up? Well, with Frank. mainly it was because of it was. He it needs was COVID. to get out. <laughs> but do you yep, know where he true, lives? True. I don't know where he lives in Vegas. Uh, I've got his address. I'll, I can. Okay, I think he may have you. sent it to me because he he but, kind of reached out to me. Now we first moved here about hey, when we need to meet up when you know the world you know returns to normal. But <laughs> and you know I really don't care about meeting you, Tim. I just want to meet Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> now when was this going to be? Uh, second weekend of June, hmm. which is we'll good because the first see. weekend of June we're flying back to Texas for my brother's wedding and coming back. So, are you? Yeah. Is it That'll just you or you and your husband? My husband's oh, coming too. He can, he can meet Bonnie too. Bonnie yeah. loves. He's got a beard, doesn't he? Oh, she's got a yes. thing for guys with beards. She flirts with them like she flirts oh, with okay. them like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love the pictures you post of Bonnie out when you're out doing your hikes yeah. and your walks and stuff like that. Bonnie <laughs> is just so cool. She uh, she's photogenic, but she she poops out. We went we went and hiked Lone Mountain today, and she pooped out. We didn't go all the way to the top, but she poops out because she's she's she's, she's so. <laughs> so all those pictures are from like the first five well, minutes of the walk. It's when is we stopped, and she's like, "Oh, we stopped." So I'll yeah, I'll get on this uh, this rock and I'll pose for you, but. Um, she gets, we had to buy her a new uh, swamp jacket today because her other one she outgrew. So she's got a new kind of cooling jacket we bought for her. That's great. And you're moving into the hot yeah. part of the town. It's, uh, it's the starting to get. Yeah, it's, so. it's supposed to be close to 100 next week. Yeah, uh, wow. That's nothing. It's nothing here. Yeah, no, that'll yeah. be great. I, I'm hoping we really can make that work out. That'd be great. And 
Brian or Kirk, if you can be out there, that'll be fantastic as well. That would be that would be great. Uh, just gotta we're we're trying to figure out the logistics of everything with my family. Well, we need to, and that, we talked yeah. about this. We need to find Listen. you know when conventions really start up again. Uh, maybe later this year in the fall, or maybe early next year. Uh, you know, isn't there an Ohio con they have, Kirk? The Mid Ohio con. I haven't heard anything for years about it, but there is one in Columbus uh, at the. Uh, Columbus Convention Center downtown. I mean, New York Comic Con would be great. I don't know how... That's pretty far for you to go into, Kirk. Or how far are you from New York? Easily 10 to 12 hours. Because then you can meet... We can meet up with Paul. Um, but there's... A, I'd love to meet those guys sometime. <laughs> or um, probably if we're doing fun. Orlando again, we need to get a freak, freak thing going on in Orlando with... Because uh, we've got Gene down there. We've got Scott. Uh, Chris would come down. On, he comes down on bus. You've got Shags down there, uh, John Wilson, uh, Doctor Bill. He's there. So there's a lot of them are, are mm-hmm. located, um, and you know, like uh, hub cities. Orlando is usually pretty cheap to fly into. Yep. Yeah, I could do that. Cool. Well, if they if they set it up, I'll uh, try yeah. to do that. Cool. All right. Uh, and we could all go yeah, to Disney. Yeah. Oh, Scott mm-hmm. love Scott I mean, loves Scott taking Gard? you to Disney and showing <laughs> you around. That's like having your private, your own private guy because he tell, he knows all the like Rifen, he knows all the the stories and ins, the ins and, outs and outs and all this stuff, and he just he's just uh, just a fountain of information. So, but hey, speaking of Scott Garner, great great four part series on the death of Superboy stuff. That was really interesting. I really enjoyed listening to you guys. Uh, oh, for thanks. that too. That's a lot of yes. fun. I enjoyed it too. And if you guys haven't listened to his uh, Titanic podcast you should let he reposted it again this week so if you get a chance check that out uh, he posted on facebook yeah. and, uh, the 100th uh, anniversary I so. show i don't i don't know i don't know what it is but it, i think you know, it he, was 100th anniversary of the sinking of titanic from several <laughs> years ago wow yeah, yeah. and he's not at all interested in the cameron movie so he doesn't talk about that at all he talks about the facts he talks about the events talks about the people uh in 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 a way that that shows that he's got you know a huge huge passion for that um interesting you know, just finding out the history it again it's one of the finest podcasts i've ever listened to well i think it's right. one of his best uh, best shows yeah yeah. Where is that? Is that on um, back? That's not on back to the bins, is it? Oh, no, you link, can find it's... it on his okay. Facebook page. Uh, a link to it, I believe. Yeah. Or shoot him a message and ask him what what the link is, and I'm sure he's got it. He'd sure. appreciate it. Yeah, fun stuff. I love the Titanic. That and like the space program are two things that Scott, aside from comics and Star Trek and Star Wars, are. And everything else. But those are his like his true passions. He he he's crazy about besides yeah. besides comics, Star Trek, and Star Wars. What else yeah. is there? Home theater. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He, he he was able to create a home theater, a uh, real nice home theater setup. Um, pretty cool. Yeah, I I was at uh, Johnson Space Center a year ago, February, just before you know everything went to hell with COVID, and they actually had a T-shirt there that was Mickey Mouse and nasa together and so mickey in a spacesuit so i sent that i sent sent one of those to scott and uh, he really really liked that so yeah yeah well brian as as 
you recall, I, you know, I was at JPL for the release of the um, anniversary of the moon landing stamp uh, postage stamp. Yeah, yeah. And oh my gosh, that was so cool to be at JPL over up there in uh, Pasadena, California. One. Yeah, you sent me some some stuff from that. I really yeah, appreciate that. I think that. Lego just released. Oh. I don't. It's new or or it's relatively new. Uh, a set of the lunar module. That's pretty really cool. Oh, yeah. cool. They also have the set of rocket. Now. On cool. the Apollo 8, my father actually designed the control panels for the Lunar Excursion Module. Cool. Really? Wow. Yeah. And That's super. There's a hilarious story about that, and I can't share it here. I, I, it's something I, I promised I promise to do with Scott Gardner and, and my father. Um, and my father needs to get on the stick so we can do this because he's 86. Mm-hmm. Still sharp as attack and gets around pretty good, almost as good as I do. So he's, you know, but still want, need to get that done soon. All right. Listen, uh, this probably goes without saying, but if you want a short summary of Titanic, uh, the sequel book to, uh, I've drawn a blank of uh, on the, the original uh, story, but uh, the sequel is um, The Night Still Goes On. The night night still goes on because the first book, night and, to remember, yeah, a night to remember. The sequel, I believe, is the night still goes on, uh, and it it brings the story up to date. It talks about between the publication of the first book and the finding of the Titanic, it brings you up to date and tells you like the ten or fifteen major points that they were able to fine tune um, that they have learned since that first book. You need to listen to Scott's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much in there. It'll point you towards good books. It'll point you towards good movies, documentaries. He's got a lot of stuff in there. It's just really interesting. But got to get the link to that to you because that was just uh, a necessity you listen to. Um, and guys, I got to tell you, everybody that listened to uh, that downloaded and listened to our April Fool show, <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> No, we're not. We had fun with that. That was great. Okay, I think they was, had fun with it. It was fun, and we re- we played it just as straight as possible. I just I felt it was brilliant, but it was a lot of fun. Great <laughs> apologies to about apologies time. to Marie Reese who simply asked the one question, <laughs> why? <laughs> because we could. That's why. I mean, yeah. Because we could. Uh, that was great. Paul, yeah. so fun. That All was right, a fun well, time doing that. All I right, gotta folks. Get to bed. We yeah. got to get going. Thanks, everybody. And, John, if you want to take us out since you brought us in. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for hanging out with us on uh, Cocktails and Comics and just, you know, shooting the, the bowl and hanging out. At, feel free to send your comments to gottagetburned at gmail.com and pinging us on Third Degree Burn on Facebook. And uh, downloading us at your favorite podcasting way to download us. And um, we look forward to hearing your comments. So uh, say goodnight, Tim. Good night. Hey, Brian. Good night. And Kirk. Good night. Good night, everyone. Or goodbye, whatever. Wherever, whenever you're listening to us. Hey, thanks for listening to uh, Gotta Get Burned. Thanks for listening. 
You can find us and many other great shows at tutufreaks.com. That's T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S.com. Third Degree Burn is spelled with the number three, R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-B-Y-R-N-E, and is part of the Tutu Freaks network of shows. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Third Degree Burn, spelled with the number three, and Burn spelled B-Y-R-N-E. Compliments, complaints, and recipes can be sent to gottagetburned at gmail.com. That's G-O-T-T-A-G-E-T-B-Y-R-N-E-D at gmail.com. Drop us a line and tell us how we're doing. Till next time, this has been Third Degree Burn. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn.